0: Hello and welcome to Nixa Talk, the podcast where people from the asset and wealth management industry share their stories, expertise, and lessons they learned along the way. Nixa is a not for profit trade association connecting all facets of the asset and wealth management industry. I'm Nixa's Justine Phoenix, and today I'm excited to welcome Steve Rushoff, principal at Edward Jones, who also serves on the Nixa Board of Directors. Welcome, Steve. It's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Well, thank you, Justine. It's great to be here.
0: Great. Well, we always like to start out our podcast with our 10-second challenge. So describe what you love about this industry in 10 seconds or less.
1: What I love about this industry is it's really all about helping people. We help people achieve their needs, wants, and wishes through financial security. And I think our industry doesn't give ourselves enough credit for the good that we do.
0: All right, perfect. So let's talk a little bit about you. How did you wind up in the industry and are there any ways your background differs from what you might think of as a traditional career path?
1: I would say my background differs quite a bit. I I fell into this industry kind of backwards. And, you know, the more people I talk to, I don't think that's all that uncommon. Um, But I started my career as an actuary, actually. Uh, I went to University of Nebraska, majored in actuarial science, took all the actuarial exams. I got my fellowship designation about three years after I graduated from school. And if you're not familiar with those exams, it's sort of like taking the CFA over and over and over again. It's, it's, it's quite a grind. I really started my career in consulting. I was a defined benefit plan actuary. I really loved it, um, but it just wasn't a growth industry. So through networking, uh, through some friends at uh, Allstate, I made a career switch to the insurance side and spent 10 years in insurance and annuity product management. And I really kind of found that I loved product management. I love creating and building and adding value for, for clients and advisors. And that all led me to where I am today at Jones. Um, so I'm still doing kind of product management, but doing it in a very different seat as a distributor.
0: And so how did the, the background in Actuary help you in the role you have now? Because I, I always think it's sort of interesting that everybody takes a different pathway, but we sort of intro the, the podcast by lessons learned along the way. What does that you know, sort of inform you in your role now?
1: I mean, being an actuary is very technical, it's very analytical, but you learn quickly that those skills are important. Sometimes they're essential, but they're not sufficient to really make an impact. And and sort of if you're looking to develop in your career and grow, Mm -hmm. you really have to be a good communicator. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one of the things I learned in consulting because we were dealing with extremely technical topics. And we would have to go in and meet with, you know, the VP of HR, the CFO and explain these things that they don't think about every day. Right. And so you really have to find a way to kind of have your 10 minutes to say, OK, I need to take this really complex subject matter and break it down and explain it uh, with impact so decisions can be made.
0: Yeah, that's real that's really interesting. Well, let's talk a little bit more um about sort of the defining moments. Everybody has a, you know, a moment or two in their career that really helps to shape your career. Or um, you know, we talked a little bit about leadership skills. I mean, what, was there a moment where um you felt like this was really helping to shape your career or, or, or launch your leadership skills?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many defining moments mm-hmm. um or so many kind of learning moments in a career when you think back on it. You know, I I mentioned kind of getting my credentials early on and um, it, it was funny because at the time I was like 25 years old and I thought okay this is it this is the pinnacle I've I've achieved like everything I <laughs> to achieve yeah and, and all doors will open because I've got these initials behind my name and you know it's pr- professional credentials are important they certainly help. Um, sometimes they're a door opener or credibility builder um, but it's not everything and so it goes back to building relationships with those you work with communication skills, uh, you really don't have to have all the answers, but you do have to ask good questions. And I would say just learning to have fun. You know, we spend more time awake at work sometimes than we do at home. And so you'd better enjoy what you're doing. And if you're not, you got to find that passion.
0: Yeah. You know, that seems to be a common theme that in our, our podcast, as we talk to leaders throughout the industry from all different backgrounds, it's, you know, it's, it's doing what you love. And we definitely hear that for sure. And the importance of relationships. That's been a common theme as well. Let's talk about challenging times, and it could be your career or the industry in general, you know, just a a particularly challenging time and how you navigated through that.
1: I do have an example. I'm just kind of going back about 10 years of my career, and it's kind of a personal example, but I was, you know, working hard for sort of that next level promotion. And, uh, you know, I thought at the time that I was doing a good job. I thought in some ways it was kind of a shoe in the leaders that I was responsible to were we're retiring. So I felt like, OK, this will be easy. I'll just slide into their role and get the promotion. And what I got instead is, you know, a, a sit down conversation to say, OK, you're not being promoted. You're going to get all this additional responsibility, but we're not going to promote you today. And instead, we've got you know, an opportunity for you to go through some executive coaching. And at the time, I felt like I was getting the parting gift on a game show, like a yeah. rice riseroni at the end of
0: you know, yeah, right,
1: right. Um, you know, it didn't feel great, and I went into this kind of reluctant, a little peeved, if I'm being honest. But you know, at some point, that sort of melts away, and you just embrace it. And you know, the the sort of the mentorship and the coaching that I got, and sort of learning about myself and that journey were just incredibly invaluable to me. And it really caused me to sort of expand my horizons, helped me to grow. I think that episode sort of led me to where I am today at Edward Jones, which I I love, uh, Edward Jones. And, you know, ultimately I did get that promotion. It was just a little bit delayed, but it, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. So what it taught me is that, you know, at the time it felt like a failure um, and it yeah. felt like a setback. But that's really some of the greatest moments in our lives is failure. And it helps you just, it doesn't feel great, but it helps you, you know, opens your mind, expand, grow, learn. So failure is a great teacher.
0: Yeah. You know, what's interesting too is as, as a leader and as you grow as a leader, it sort of informs the way that you talk to people, you know, when they're, when they're in a challenging time, right? It kind of, you think about your, your own situation and how you handled it, but also how you think about other associates as you're bringing up in their career. And it, it sounds like that they really wanted to make an investment in you. And you probably didn't realize that in the time, but you, you get through that challenging time.
1: I think that's well said, Justine. I realized that it just took me a little bit to realize it. And it also now as a leader, gives me permission to do that with others. Yeah. Um, I want to invest in. So, yeah, it's a great. Yep. Feature.
0: So, you know, we always love to hear from our industry leaders, sort of a crystal ball uh, prediction on um, where do you see the industry going in the next and I'll say five to 10 years, but sort of a, you know, a future forward look from
1: your perspective, Steve. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of change uh, going on right now in our industry. It's an exciting time, uh, really. And I don't think, you know, there's a lot going on with artificial intelligence and chat GPT is sort of um, looks like it has potential to be the next uh, disruptor. But I don't think the human element in our business lessens at all. I think, you know, decisions about money are very personal to people. And I think trust plays a big role in that. And I think no matter what, I do think people will want help um, from a person, from a human being when it comes to financial decisions and their own financial wellness. I do think AI will play a big role in that. I think it will augment that. You know, the complexity in our business continues to grow. And so anything that we can do to sort of take that complexity out uh, and make it easier for advisors to help consumers and investors, I think that'll be play a big role. So I think AI will augment the human element. I don't know that it fully replaces the human element as we know it today, but that will shift and change. And I think complexity is gonna to continue to, to go up. We see personalization and customization and investing to be a big theme. And with that comes a lot of complexity when you think about like owning a mutual fund versus owning, say an SMA, where you're owning individual securities and you can tailor those individual securities and do tax manage overlays. There's a lot of complexity there enabled by technology. So I think the complexity will go up, but I think it will also be moved behind the scenes to a large extent. The more we can do that to make things sort of more consumable for for investors and for advisors, uh, that's going to be a good thing. I sort of would compare it to like the iPhone, with there's a lot of complexity in engineering in an iPhone, but the human experience with it is very uh, simple and pleasing. so, I think that's going to happen in our space as well. Um, you'll probably see more teaming. What I mean by that is more specialization. So mm. wealth management has become so complex when you think about taxes and planning and estate planning and, and insurance. It's hard for any one person to be an expert in all those things. You would have to be a you know a polymath to to sort of be a a level 10 expert in all these categories. So I do think teaming and kind of specialization within teams is going to continue to be a, a trend that we see. We talked about you know people and and relationships, and
0: it sounds from what you're saying is that it can get more complex from a technological perspective, but the people element just never goes away, and in some ways, almost becomes more important.
1: That's right. Yeah, I think I think so, and certainly that's the way we feel at Edward Jones. We're mm-hmm. sort of doubling down on the on our strategy that this is a very human centric business. Yeah. And so we're investing big in that, but it's enabled by digital, enabled by technology, mm-hmm. enabled by artificial intelligence. Um, and we, we think that's kind of where the, the future lies.
0: Exciting times, exciting times. Um, so you've had a very successful career. And I'm sure as we've talked earlier, you've learned a few lessons along the way. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be?
1: I would um, encourage my younger self to seek a mentor. And, you know, a mentor is not someone you just go and have coffee with once a month. It's really a chance to sort of get real uh, and unvarnished with someone who's not your direct leader. And, you know, you have to choose wisely. You have to kind of think about where are you trying to go? What are you trying to improve at? And that will inform sort of your choice of a mentor. But done right, I think, you know, sort of that mentorship um, can be a really valuable key to sort of unlocking growth you get into your strengths, you get into things holding you back. And that mentor can be kind of an impartial coach uh, who's not your leader. So they don't have any stake in it other than to help you get better. And so therefore, they've got permission to give you some unvarnished feedback. So I would say, do that and take it seriously. Other things I would think of is just say yes. You know, things have a way of working out. And sometimes my younger self would get sort of stressed out or have trepidation about taking sort of the next opportunity, but things have a way of working out. You, you learn the things you don't know, um, the work gets done. So take some risks, say yes. Um, and lastly, just have fun at work, have fun at home, because again, sometimes we spend more of our waking hours in the office uh, with, with coworkers yeah. than we do at home. And so you really just have to have fun, enjoy what you do, make it fun and, um, that's a great way to to have a career and not a job.
0: All right. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much for spending time with us today,
1: Steve. Thank you, Justine. It It was great being with you.
0: Our listeners can connect with me and the rest of the Nixa team by searching for Nixa on LinkedIn. Please share your feedback on the podcast and let us know who you'd like to hear from next. And make sure you don't miss future episodes by subscribing to Nixa Talk on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Until then, thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to Nixa Talk. Nixa is a trade association connecting the global asset management community. Please note the Nixon Talk podcast is the sole property of Nixon. The content of the podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute advice or services. Guests' opinions and statements are their own and do not represent the organizations with which they are associated. Parties may not reproduce these podcasts in any form without the express written consent of Nixon.